Hey Novel Predictions listeners, Kale's here. Unfortunately, about halfway through the audio, my microphone became unplugged and I didn't know it at the time until I came and was doing the editing process. So I sound like I am underwater for a little over half this episode. I am super sorry for this audio quality. I promise we will make sure that doesn't happen in the future. I had cats I was dealing with and food deliveries and I think it just somewhere got unplugged. So thanks for understanding but wanted to give you a heads up before you started this episode that it's not you, it's me. In this episode of Novel Predictions, Kales and Allison relive the magic of Disney Channel original movies. I think I figured out what it's like. It's not a rom-com, it's a Disney Channel original movie. Oh my god, it is such a Disney Channel original movie. It's exactly a decom. It's a decom. Can you not see this? Like, Holy just that- shit it is. Welcome to Novel Predictions. I'm Kales, and this month I reread The Secret Life of Sparrow Delaney. And I'm Allison, and I read it for the first time. And this is our review episode. We're so excited to have you guys here on Novel Predictions. Thank you so much for joining us this month. I hope you got to enjoy this not-so-spooky-but-has-ghosts kind of cute read. Uh, Yeah. That's kind of what it was, because... When Allison was like, you have October, you should pick something Halloween-y. I was like, I hate all things that give me nightmares. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to pick a really cutesy book about a girl who can see ghosts. And there's romance, and it's a little lame, super mid-list, YA, cheesy as fuck. Um, it's good, so That's though. what I picked. I liked it a lot when I reread it. I thought it held up pretty well. Yeah, I was pretty happy with most of it. Yeah, I was very happy with it. Your predictions sucked. Yeah, they were bad. Uh, like, I don't think I got a single one right. No, I don't think you did either. And it's mainly because I think you focused on the dad and less on the romance. Which and I'm frustrated. That, yeah, that dad I was, is nothing. Yeah, I was frustrated with that too. I put it in my review and I was like, um, I kind of feel like that this was maybe supposed to be a sequel. Yeah, and like maybe we're it. supposed to find him later or, or maybe what? it's one of those things where... There's just a part of the story, like, you know, people's lives are more complicated than you could ever know kind of thing. But I don't like that. I like succinct endings. Oh, I know. I was super unsatisfied with that portion of it when I reread it. I was like, this still sucks. And why is this happening? Um, but overall, I was like, a, a, just a cute, basic, mid-list YA. I think it does pretty well for having been published like 12 years ago. Yeah, I would definitely recommend this book. Like pretty without well what am I trying to say like without reservation like I would I would tell people this book is good like if you enjoy ghosts and romance kind of um the romance is a little name in it the romance I mean it didn't get me there I was just kind of like okay we didn't really establish this it was more just like all of a sudden yeah it was very sudden there's, there's one statement about me noticing you were a girl and then my brother told me to kiss you, so now we're going to do that. And that's literally the last paragraph of the book. Yep, and it was super fucking awkward. And I was just like, mm, mm, I kind of liked the ghost brother better. I know. <laughs> I was like, you should have just... But that was one thing I, I struggled with a little bit is I, I was like, wait, so what is your what are your feelings about Luke? Because I feel like we were in Sparrow's head, but we didn't get that explicitly stated to us. 
about what she felt about Luke. Like, is he somebody she really likes as a friend and she's sad that he's leaving? Or is it somebody she, like, would have been romantically interested in had he been alive? Like, it felt stilted to me, that part of the relationship. Or, like, her, her thought process never went there. Yeah, this book, to me... In case you guys don't know what we're talking about, (laughs) you just randomly clicked on this. Welcome. Hello. Um, We're reviewing this book, The Secret Life of Sparrow Delaney, that came out in like 2006 or something, and 2006, 2007, and it is about a girl who's the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter and can see ghosts. She can see them, hear them, smell them, interact with them, talk with them, and she lives in this town which is, I don't know if you've It's read. a real town, yeah. It's a real town, yeah. It's a, she lives in this town for mediums and psychics, and it's super cool. And I, like, I want a follow-up so bad. Anyway, or a prequel or something about the grandma and her husbands. Anyway, um, and in it, she refuses her gift because she doesn't want to get caught up in her kooky family. She just wants to be normal. And then this ghost sort of, like, pressures her into seeing him kind of tricks her into it in this hilarious cute way and tries to convince her to help him and through that she meets this other boy and has to recognize her gift and kind of come into her own in school and it's a coming of age story with a little bit of an undertone of a weird romance that wasn't really a romance so I'd put it on like a rom-commy feel-good level yeah like more feel-good than rom yes but it's and also, I think it's like I think it's cheesy comedy. Like I laughed. I yeah, had a, no, there I, was some funny shit in there. Yeah, mostly her family. Oh my god, mostly her family and mostly then her when, grandma. Oh my god, I loved her grandma. I want a book about her grandma when she's younger. Like that's what I want. I love that grandma's like, "Come here, girl. I'm gonna throw you." Yeah, because I, I, like, I no, no, thank you. I love her, but also, I was a little disappointed in the family because i i said last time that i hoped the family was more than just kind of a kooky backdrop and they're eh, not kind of yeah i mean it it was a little bit more but not much no um you didn't really get to know the sisters other than their they each had one prevailing um personality trait that yeah. was focused on which you know is disappointing because they should have layers but whatever um and then they were just kind of a backdrop. I still don't like her friend, and I am sad no. that she's like, I'm going to go be friends with her again. I'm like, eh, uh, really? Yeah. I don't think she... What was her name? Frances? Frances? That sounds right. She, sure. She, I don't have the book with me. I, I love it. I just... It drove me crazy at the end when she was like, I can't believe you didn't tell me your secret. And she's like, I literally well, told no one. No one yeah. in my life knows this secret. You, you can't know what I, be salty about it. No, it's true. And um, here's the other thing. I think I figured out what it's like. It's not a rom-com. It's a Disney Channel original movie. Oh, my God. It is such a Disney Channel original movie. That's it's exactly a decom. It's a decom. Can you not see this? Like, Holy just shit, it is. Over- yes, it's this overlay. Not much depth. We've got the cute boy, the quirky girl who's got a weird secret that she's not telling anybody. Like, yeah, Hannah Montana as the by radio Hillary one. Duff. Yes, played by Hillary Duff. <laughs> it is a it is an early two thousands decom. Oh my god, you're so right. Which is yeah, why I, it's fun to read because decoms exactly. are awesome. Yes, but they're cheesy and dumb. And that's just the reality. Right. It's not going to win a Pulitzer. It's you know just like decoms are not going to win Oscars. Like right. it's not. It's not even. 
a real big thing, but we still all remember Smart House and Brink and Cadet Kelly and, you know, all of those really awesome ones. Um, My Babysitter's a Vampire, like all of that shit. And I think Spara Delaney would fit very well into that decom world. Yeah, Halloween Town. Yes, Halloween Town. Um, Halloween Town 2 and 3. And Halloween Town High. Yeah, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that was a thing. With Lucas Gray Burrell. Wasn't he like a werewolf or something in it? Anyway, I don't um, even know. regardless, but that's where this fits for me. And that's why it's like, I, I, I feel like we could rail on it super hard, but like, we sure. know it's not anything more than that. You know, like it's, it's something that was cheesy. Honest to God, what I was most worried about was it holding up. Like yeah. I was really worried we were going to get some just like some thief lord shit in there or, or you know what I mean when it came in and you were like this is actually not okay you're like, like something's wrong here yeah that's what I was mainly worried about and I was like no it's just bland enough to pass just <laughs> fine and hold up yeah I, I so okay so we definitely have like stated what we didn't like about it but I think in terms of things I liked um I liked that Jack was like damaged rather than being just an asshole me too that's that was really good um i i liked the connection between luke and jack and it actually took me by surprise when it was what do revealed. you mean by that yeah what do you mean like that they're brothers like, oh I, like oh you didn't see it coming i didn't see it come i thought yeah i didn't think that they were going to be connected at all at least if i had thought that during predictions i forgot i for- don't remember <laughs> not that i know of um but yeah i did not see that coming what am I, what else i really liked her spirit guides although they kind of like didn't appear much in the latter half of the book i think that's kind of the point but i missed them i missed them right like i felt like she had some issues and maybe they could have helped yeah um I liked her, like, explanation of how she ignored the ghosts. I thought that was really interesting and how she's been doing this since she was five and, you know, doing um, times tables in her heads or reciting the bar, like, sections of the bar exam. Um, I thought that was pretty funny, especially when she tries to do it to Luke and he just is too cute and annoying. Can we talk about that montage real quick, though, of when he poltergeists her? Yeah. Because, oh holy fuck. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it feels decomish because you can just imagine, like, she opens up her locker and there's the fucking jello. Yeah. Or, or she like, sticks the her shoes. shoes. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. My sensory system died. <laughs> I also, I thought it was interesting because he says, like, they make the deal or whatever where He's like, I'll come and see you once a day and I'll get to plead my case for 10 minutes and then you get to ask me a question about the afterlife. And that happened like three times over the course of what seemed to be more than a couple weeks. And it felt really weird. Like the time slippage was weird for me. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't seem consistent. It seemed it needed to be shorter than like what was actually I don't know. It feels like it got. It feels like we got less than how much time passed. Or, right. Yeah. Like yeah. we didn't get as many visits as there were days. Yes. Um. And I don't know if that's because he just didn't visit, but it seemed like if he wasn't visiting, that would be something to comment on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That was kind of strange. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. <gasps> you did. I did. Guess what, Allison? What? I also gave it four stars. <laughs> never happened before. That has never happened in the history of novel predictions. That's so cool. Yay. 
Yeah. I thought it was, like, good enough that I would wreck it to a lot of people. Yeah, me too. The problem is, is that it's 12 fucking years old and it's super midless. So literally I had a woman, not a woman, I had a young girl come in and she asked me for a book about ghosts mm. in the YA section. And and then I was like, wait, do you want ghosts? She's like, yeah, I want ghosts. But honestly, I really want witches. And I was like, I can. And then I, immediately Sparrow Delaney popped in my head. And I was like, there's no fucking way. We don't have this book like that. It doesn't fucking exist. And yeah not 12 years later as a mid-list, even though it's Harper Collins. And um, I was just like, damn it. I ended up giving her Bruja Born and the Bone Witch and a bunch of other stuff. But it made me think about like, it, I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get feminist here. But this <laughs> idea, I, I was reading this post about this idea of why, if every girl goes through like a Wiccan witch phase and somebody responded about how, in when she was interviewing them, the reporter was about how witches are one of the few females that are given power and agency. Yeah, in mythology and in like stories. And I was like, that's so smart. And I was like, no wonder that women are so attracted to these figures. Which is it goes along with my same theory of why all the girls love Elsa is because she's the first princess with superpowers. She's the yeah. first like female superhero for that generation, and she's a princess. She's a queen, but whatever the fuck. And and she don't need no man. Right, right, exactly. And she's got superpowers. Like, that's the coolest thing. There's never been a female Disney princess character that has superpowers like that. Yeah. And so it makes me think about Sparrow Delaney and, like, why this book was really cool. Because she was this teenage girl with, like, weird powers. And while, yes, she wanted to be normal, it was about her, like, owning her agents, like, owning her agents, having agency and owning who she is. And it was just... I don't know. I really liked rereading it and I really wish I could recommend it more often. And I wish it wasn't so old and so mid-list. It makes my heart hurt. But, um, well, yeah, I, I mean, the library, I just was excited to the, read it again. The library doesn't have it either. I, I, it's gotta be out of print. It has to be, which makes me sad because, and it, ha- I mean, it happens, right? Like, yeah, that's just the way it is. But I, I hope that somebody like rediscovers Suzanne Harper like she writes a new book and she, her she gets rediscovered and people pick up those books again because like how it happened to V.E. Schwab where yeah. she, she gained all this popularity and now her very first series, The Near Witch, is being republished even though it went out of print several years ago. Right. And she's trying to find uh, she's trying to get the rights out from under the one publisher that has the archive so she can write the third book. Right. Yeah. So I'm hoping this book is good enough and I think the author writes well enough that I would hope that that happens to her someday. I don't know if it will. I haven't read her other book, which I think was more popular. The Juliet Club was popular. So that was about a girl who got transported. No. Saving Juliet was about the girl who got transported into Romeo and Juliet. The Juliet Club was about, like, this group of women in the play who, like, start owning their own secrets and stuff. It's very like the one where, like, there's the Romeo and Juliet wall movie with Amanda Siegfried Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, that's fine. You don't have to. Um, but it was more popular, was the point. This was her very first book ever. Sparrow Delaney or The Juliet Club? Sparrow uh, Delaney. Sparrow Delaney. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up right now if Me it's too. in print with my, with my super secret publisher access. Your superpowers. My superpowers of being in the book world. Um, but I'd love to know a little bit more about like what you liked about it. Um, d- d- uh, about Sparrow herself like mm-hmm. sorry so I, I'm just wondering because she had such a strong voice um, 
in it what you thought of her because that was something you had mentioned in the in the predictions episode yeah I was really happy with her characterization I thought that she seemed real and had a lot of depth and um, I liked how she interacted with her family in a exasperated but loving way Um, I felt like her internal monologue was a little bit weak when it came to how she was feeling about these boys yeah that's fair (laughs) I was kind of confused about like she yeah she like mentioned that Jack was cute and then I don't know it didn't seem like she really was romantically interested in him much other than she blushed whenever like somebody would mention the possibility yeah so I would have liked to see more delving into oh I actually like this boy even though he's kind of a jerk why is that um (laughs) (laughs) and I also I guess would have liked to see a little more introspection about why she responded to Luke so much differently than she responded to any other ghost before yeah since she's been hiding these powers for what 10 years maybe 11 years and she he's the first one to ever actually convince her to talk to him and that it, he didn't seem like he, I mean he tried kind of hard right but he didn't seem like he tried that hard like I feel like other ghosts probably tried just as hard well yeah and it seems like too that it was just because he was cute right which I mean is a valid reason to talk to somebody <laughs> as that is how a lot of romantic relationships start um you know but I don't know and, and I just thought the other thing that I love about it too is what you're talking about with Luke and Jack, that the climax of the book is kind of about them. Yeah. Which is really interesting about how it, it closes their chapter and their baggage, which again is a really great underlying tone about Jack and his damage. And, you know, while yes, Sparrow learns she can be possessed which is a little creepy but yeah I I was a little uncomfortable with that scene I was I think it went okay but I was scared it would go places that I would not be okay with right that was the only thing I remembered was that scene with them in the cave I was like there's a thing with them in the cave and he somehow is able to talk to Jack because I remember their beef but I don't (laughs) but I couldn't remember how like I couldn't remember if he appeared or something all I could remember was the cave and it was somehow the three of them Mm -hmm. and I was like oh that's right she like lets him into her body that sounded dirty (laughs) I just wish they could have like come up with this like it seems really weird to me that you would um have a girl who is talking to your dead brother and then your dead brother possesses her to talk to you and you like have this private conversation, but she can hear everything. And then you date her. Like that seems weird. It seems a little weird. Like I would have been totally okay if they'd just been friends. Like if they just were best friends for life and like went through this trauma together and like, you know, I don't know. I just would have been okay with it. It feels like though it was 2007 and well, I also we needed like romance. Who could, I mean, I feel like Sparrow's got bunch of cool powers like i feel like she could have maybe made luke manifest or something instead of that would have been cool instead of possess her yeah no that would have been cool 
Um, in case anyone cares, the book was actually reprinted by Green Willow Books, which is an imprint of HarperCollins in 2017. So oh. as of two years ago, it actually got a reprint. But Suzanne Harper has not written anything um, except the second book in a middle grade series since 2013. I wonder if I could order it. I bet you could. Let's go to iPage. Oh, that's where I was. Yeah, I know, but I get to go library side. Oh, you get to go library side. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to How Things Work in Libraries and Book World. Um, this is kind of one of the cool things of having um, one of us working uh, as a librarian, one of us working as a bookseller. <laughs> Yeah, because I get to see a different inventory than you, I think. Yeah, you do. If you need to go get this book from the library, I'm going to make the Douglas County Library order it. So, <laughs> yay. Yay. Um, um, but it, anyway, <laughs> I want to I wanna get into the predictions, yeah. unless there's anything else that you wanted to mention about the book in general. Um, but I want to get to some of our predictions because we have an announcement about our special episode. I want to hear what book we're reading for November and we just have to make fun of you as you got (laughs) nearly every single fucking question wrong. Which I think this is the worst I've ever done. It is. I, it honest to God probably is. Which is Um, so funny because I felt like not confident, but I felt like I did okay. So that's, well, I think, I think in a weird way you kind of, I didn't intend for this to be so tricky, but like, I think if anything, you overthought it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it feels like it was a decom and you tried to play it off as like this, like, yeah, bigger, Golden Globe adventure. miniseries. Yeah. Well, it was funny on our, um, on our Goodreads book club, which everyone should go join. Um, one of our, wait, that's awesome. We need to talk about that too at the end. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of our listeners, um, commented on the predictions page and said, Allison's predictions are great, but I'm pretty sure this book is less exciting than she made it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what happened. That's about right. So here on novel predictions, if somehow you're joining us for the first time, which joining on a prediction episode is, a little odd, but a re- welcome. A We're episode. still. Yeah, oh, fuck me. I know what this is. You know how um, we do this thing. Yes, yeah, so we've been doing it for over a year now, which is so exciting. Um, that we um, have a series of questions that we follow. As I was talking, I totally forgot what we were doing. <laughs> uh, so nice awkward pauses there. But anyway, we have a series of questions that we ask the first time reader um, to kind of help them follow. Uh, I don't know, some sort of linear storytelling line, just kind of give them some guidance as they build the skeleton out of this book and uh, try and make predictions around it. And so (laughs) the first question is the only one that Allison got right, (laughs) Um, which is, does the main character fall in love? Allison said. Yes. With who? Oh, God. Both. Both. I think she falls in love with Jack. Dawson. Jack Dawson. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, yes. Yeah. I build it as a romance, which is so funny because it's... It's not. It's not. Because it not... You didn't build it as a romance, let's be No, clear. not... But you yes. build it as having a romantic subplot, and it, like, kind of does, but not really. It doesn't feel <laughs> like it. It feels like, like you said, like it comes out of nowhere, and I think that was one of the hardest things I had about it. The, the fact that the romance just felt at the end and then the fact that her dad never got brought up again yeah it was actually really funny whenever luke is possessing her and he tells um jack like you'll have to make sure promise me that you'll follow my brotherly advice 
And then when he said that, I heard Sebastian in the background go, no, 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 don't be shy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Literally, I was like, he's just going to, he was like, kiss the girl. And wow. This, uh, let's, how, how many times can we mention Disney in this episode? <laughs> just live, live in it. Live in it's, our truth. It's um, all good. But yeah, so, and so whenever he was like, my brother told me this advice like to follow his advice or whatever he came to me in a dream i was like okay so you're gonna why didn't he just come to him in a dream the whole fucking time I like don't... why did this have to happen i don't know that is a, that is one big question i have like if you could come to him in dreams why didn't you come in and say yo what up like it's actually me and i'm dead and you don't need to do all this weird searching and feel bad we're fine yeah and you don't need to harbor this guilt that the last thing i said to you was i hate you but yeah. i i the other thing that I would have been satisfied with at this end, because we're talking about this ending and why this is coming up in this um, question, is it's literally like the last fucking page. It is, is like she truly dis- the last two paragraphs. Yeah, and and like yes, I think Raven shouts at her through the window or something, but um, it's. I would have loved it if even Luke or something could have given her a snippet about her dad. Yeah, yeah, like even just like. Hey, Sparrow, he's not on this side. Right. Like, we could have gotten some kind of... The only closure closure about her dad that she gets is that weird conversation she has with the detective. Right. When she asks, how likely is it that somebody's going to come back after 10 years? And he's like, not likely. They're either dead or they're not coming back. And I feel like that's not enough. Like, we already knew that. So why can't we have, yeah, have had, well, and the other thing that kind of pissed me off is her spirit guides obviously guide other people because um, Turnbull was Luke's guide too. And so obviously her spirit guides have connection to the spirit world and they know what the hell's going on over there. So maybe it seems like one of them could have told her, even if Luke didn't tell her because he didn't know, one of her spirit guides could have told her, hey, your dad's not dead, like... So, so maybe you should hate him a little more than you do. <laughs> like, well, or whatever. Either, either that or like the only, I don't know. The only thing that I can think of is that Jake is Jack, Jake. Jake is get fucking A with it's, the Jacks and the Jakes. It's Jack, right? It's not Jake. Because I wanted to say Jake, but I'm pretty sure it's Jack. Okay, Jack. Because it's Jack Dawson. Jack Dawson. Jack right. Dawson. So Jack is, Jack is given closure from right. someone who disappears in his life and Sparrow's not, but it's this weird thing of like, maybe this is a supposed lesson that she needs to let it go. Or like, I don't, she doesn't need her dad in her life. I don't know what it is, but what I'm learning from this answer is that this world is underdeveloped Yeah. in terms of how the spirit shit works. And we need more info about her dad. Yeah. We need a second book about where the fuck dad is. Yes. Like, she and Jack need to go on a post-senior year road trip and, like, find her dad or something. Yes. And Luke gets to tag along, and it's really super awkward for a little while. <laughs> Luke doesn't need to tag along, probably. I just like Luke. I think <laughs> I it's too. just because, like... the more compelling character. I have the go- I have a crush on Ghost Luke. Like, I think that's just how He's it so is. so cheeky. He was cheeky. Oh, God, you were probably really cute in real life. Um, but he's also like older. I also, that was, oh, that was another thing I was going to bring up is like, how did you feel about this being like considered a younger YA now? 
you know, because like 15 year olds in nowadays YA, they're writing real up for them. 15 feels young for a YA. It did feel a little bit young. Um, and she like, like just turns 15. Right. It felt pretty young, which I was, it, it felt true to age, I guess. Um, like it didn't feel like we were doing things that were outside of what a normal 14 just turned 15 year old would be doing. It was cute with the like driving permit for Jack and stuff. Like when his mom's like, you can drive. And he's like, all giddy about it, but trying to hide it. Like, I don't know. I I thought it it definitely was a younger YA than what I would have typically read. Like right now I'm reading Aurora Rising and they're all 18. And it's kind of strange because I'm like, okay, this is definitely YA, but it could be new adult just as easily. No, absolutely. But I felt like it it felt true to the story's decom aesthetic. Yeah. No, that's fair. So the next question is, so the next question is, what tropes do you think you'll see? Oh, yeah. And Allison said. The, like, big crazy family is already a thing. Yes. Um, I think we're going to see the, like, mom who knows more than she's letting on trope. I don't know if there's a name for that trope, but it happens a lot. Like, the parent who knows what's going on. So you got this, you got this one right in terms of, like. Kind of. Kind of. In terms of, like, quirky familyness and, like, yeah. this, like, new girl trying to be normal shit. But, um... Yeah, I yeah. did Love Triangle, which definitely didn't happen. No, not really. There was barely a love line. There was very... Yeah, there was barely a love line of any kind. <laughs> um, but they... I mean, they tried. It was cute. It won't last. Yeah, it won't last. It's fine. It'll be super fine. But what tropes are there that we found? I would say, like, yeah, the big eccentric family... <laughs> Um, Big eccentric family, um, the, like, which I think I said this too, the, like, obnoxious best friend. Oh, yeah, you did say that one. Um, But then I think, like, I don't know. It's a little original in terms of that, like, my dead brother hooked us up. Yeah. Like, that's going to be a great story if they end up together, how they tell their children. <laughs> By the way, your dead uncle introduced us yeah um that was how that worked i don't i don't know what else i mean i feel like there weren't a ton of maybe flatline women characters with the side characters of the sisters you know like this whole um we're only one dimensional and we all only have very flatline personalities which i can kind of forgive because there were so many of them exactly but it is true that they were very one-dimensional yeah that's true all right next question is there a mentor if so who are they and how do they meet allison said so she has these spirit guardians and they're built-in mentors right they are built-in fucking mentors. like they're literally her spirit guardians okay to be fair you did get this one right too in that she's got those spirit guy mentors which is like very obvious though. It's not that's not really I don't know if I can count that as my victory. That's pretty clear from the beginning. Yeah, a little bit. Um I don't know if she has much of a mentor beyond that though. She doesn't. Because even with like her grandma and her mom, they kind of try and step in, but they've like got their own shit going on. I guess Luke 
doesn't act as a mentor, but he acts as a driving force in her kind of embracing who she is. If anything, he acts as like a guide. Like, I don't, you know, I always wonder if there's like a difference between a mentor and a guide. And like, does a mentor always have to be older and wiser and Dumbledore-ish? Or can there be like a mentor friend, like a guide, you know what I mean? Who is your friend, your confidant, your... Right. I don't know. This person who helps teach you something. You know, like I think of Puddin, um, where there's no real mentor in Puddin, and that it's the friendship between the two of them. But then maybe that's an entirely different story. I don't know. I feel like it's a type of mentorship for sure. Probably. Yeah. So I think, if anything, her spirit guides were obviously her mentors, although they kind of were sleeping on the job there at the end. Yeah, kind of like a lot. Like, it would have yeah. been really nice for her to, like, be out in the woods, and the three of them are like, here's the dead body. We found it. It's snowing. Go home. Yeah, like where they didn't show up a single time when she was in distress and in hurt on a mountainside. Like, yeah, whatever. But or uh, like you would have thought that like maybe one of the spirits were like what alerted Sparrow's parents or something that she was gone. Yeah. You know, like, I I don't know, just it would have been nice again to tie up at the end. But this might also be like first novel syndrome of like the the story just kind of like got by and it's cheeky enough and entertaining enough that you like don't have to think too hard about it. Yeah. Which is true. I think, but I do think Luke kind of acted as a mentor for her um, in a more peer guidance or like yeah, pushing her to be her best self kind of way. All right. Then we get into some heavier questions like mm. who's going to die? Allison said... I could see grandma <laughs> I could see grandma <laughs> dying and like joining her four husbands and like luxuriating with this like reverse harem style ghost <laughs> ghost afterlife. You said, said it was, no one. Well, you said no one and then you were like maybe the grandma. Which I'm glad she didn't. I'm really glad the grandma didn't die either. Well, like you said earlier, I definitely in my predictions made this story more nuanced and large yeah. universally than it actually was. Mm-hmm. Which would have been propelled by the grandmother dying, but she didn't because it wasn't. So no. that's fine. She just did jujitsu in the yard and threw around the twins for a long yeah. time. And sent like knowing smiles. That right? was her whole role. That was her whole deal. Knowing smiles. But no one died, which is good. Well, no, I mean, no one died. Obviously, a lot of people are dead, but nobody died. Yes, which is really great. Um, I was, <laughs> I will say this. I didn't expect to be, like, so sad about Luke actually being dead. What do you mean by that? I mean that the whole process... So, obviously, Luke is a ghost, so we know he's dead. But the process of learning about how he died and then having to convince Jack that his brother is dead, it made me really sad because I felt like I was experiencing it. Yeah, it kind of dealt with some heavy shit there. It did. And I felt... (laughs) I, I don't know. I just found myself a couple times being like, oh, no, like this ghost who I love is actually like a dead person who has a dead body somewhere in the world and right. hasn't been found. And that's really sad and fucked up. And because and it wasn't even like a murder or any sort of mystery to it. You know what I mean? Like right. there was a whole I mean, it did get a little dark there when there was that possibility that their dad had killed him when the detective was so set on that. Right. But it's true. Like this was just unfortunately like this tragedy that happened and And then like how this this random tragedy 
went unsolved for so long and yeah. affected these all these different people and you kind of see that from both sides it it made it affected me it made me sad yeah maybe it's a bit of a deeper decom than we thought like <laughs> color- decoms always have some kind of mo- moment well and then there's always like the color of friendship which is you know about the south african apartheid and it's just like oh yeah that existed yeah um Cool. Well, Grandma didn't die, thank God. But Luke Grandma did. Die. <laughs> Luke died. It felt like Luke died twice. <laughs> it did feel like Luke died twice. Because he, we knew he was dead. It was empirical knowledge, and then we had to like find his body. And you're like, really? Come on. Well, and it just was this like. Also, it wasn't like a. Have you seen the movie Just Like Heaven? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Just Like Heaven is Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo. And I'm going to spoil it for you because we don't care. But Yes, turn turn away, listeners. Yes, we don't if want you don't Just care like about this spoiled. movie. So it's, it's a really, like, again, midless movie, like, late 2000, early 2000s, before Mark Ruffalo was um, the Hulk, but after Reese Witherspoon was uh, Elle Woods. It, mm-hmm. So this woman, this like high powered woman who has like no time in her life for love and da 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 shit. Thinks she has the perfect life, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly like gets in this car accident and her apartment becomes for sale. And Mark Ruffalo rents her apartment. And does she die? Hold on. So (laughs) then she starts (laughs) appearing. Hold on. She starts appearing to him as a ghost in her apartment, but she doesn't know she's, she's like, I'm not dead. I didn't fucking die. Like there's no way. And, um, and all this stuff. And so he like tries to help figure out what happened to her and like who she was and her memories really spotty and stuff. But you know, it's lovers, enemies to lovers and like, she can't touch him. And it's this whole thing. And it turns out she's in a fucking coma. I was going to say. Yeah. So she's not dead. She's in a coma. And, and like, there's this whole thing of whether or not she wakes up and it's like, but then, so they fall in love essentially, but she's like, I don't know if I'm going to remember you and blah, blah, blah. And so they choose to give her back her life and she, you know, because they're going to pull the plug and it's this whole thing. How do we reconnect her spirit with her body? And so they do. And the whole ordeal was that they were supposed to meet the night she got in that car accident. So like, like on a blind date. No, like they were supposed to meet like for the first time and then like spend their lives together. Like they oh, were soulmates. Like fate wise. Yeah. And they were supposed to be soulmates. And the car accident was, like, not supposed to happen. So this was, like, fate defying itself. And my point of going in that whole fucking tangent (laughs) was that we got some resolution that they ended up together. Like, in my head, it would have been so much cooler if, like, Luke wasn't actually dead. And he was, like, in a coma. And I know it's been a year and whatever. But, like, Luke could come back somehow. But that wasn't it. It was so finite and just like, nope, I'm gone. Like, right. Yeah. Like you're actually dead and it's sad. And yeah, now you're and she was sad about it. She was sad that he was going to be leaving the mortal plane. Yeah. Like, I really didn't need that little bit about them kissing at the end. It really could have ended with her just saying goodbye to Luke. Yeah, I think. And a hint about her father. That's what I wanted. I guess I just wish that the buildup to the kiss had been more natural to me. That's also fair. It just didn't seem like they actually, like, they obviously enjoyed each other's company and liked each other and were building trust, Mm -hmm. but it didn't seem like we were building romantic interest. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, so she could digress a lot. We digress so much. I'll tell you the plot of this movie that no one's going to watch and no one's fucking heard of. What's um, the next question? The next question is... 
Sorry. It's so much fun to go back over these questions when I can't remember them all the way. And I'm like, oh yeah, she said that. Um, so what's the twist? Allison said. I think there's a bad guy. And I think that the bad guy is controlling dad's powers or okay. has him kidnapped or something. I also think that, and it probably has something to do with um, Sparrow's wish coming true. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe like either her dad was able to kind of break through, me- through mentally and like grant her a wish. And that as like a, and it's like going to start the role of her finding him or her um, figuring out who he is. Uh, bad. Yeah, this bad. Is bad. This is bad. So she went into this whole tangent about the dad. <laughs> Which I, I think, really thought that's where we were going. But I think it was a fair tangent. Given what you were given, you know, yeah. we hadn't really met Luke. We hadn't figured out his thing about being dead. And, like, she was obsessed with her dad. I think it was a valid turn of events. It just was way wrong. <laughs> it just seemed like it would make more sense to me for her to come accept her powers fully for somebody that she really, really cared about. Like, her father, right. rather than this boy she just met. Yeah. I think it's, but that's not how teenage books work. So. No, it's not. Some so, do, maybe. Yeah, but not so this the, one. But the real twist, you told us earlier that you didn't see coming at all about the fact that Luke and Jack were related. Yeah, that's the twist. That's actually the twist. Like, I, when that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, wow, this complicates things. And it also explains why Jack is, like, weirdly obsessed, but also angry at spiritualists. Yeah. So, yeah, I it, it was a good twist. I think I thought so too. Like I thought, and I thought, cause reading it, that was the thing I remembered. I was like, Oh my God, it's this kid's brother. Like that was the, one of the few things that I actually remembered. And it made me think about, okay, well I know this secret of the book. I know the twist. How does it right. still read? And I thought it read pretty good. Like you don't know right off the bat. And um... yeah. Cause at first, whenever he's like, seemingly picking on jack when he's in the school Mm -hmm. i thought it was just that the ghost thought sparrow should be interested in him but she was acting interested in this other boy and so he was like trying to annoy her by annoying him yes i guess if that makes sense like some weird jealousy thing yeah or like he noticed reflecting on it it makes more sense yes it makes sense that it was his brother because he's just like this is my little stupid brother moving the star wars figurines Oh, that about broke my heart. Oh, I know. And he was like, Luke, I moved only the Luke Jedi figurine. And I was like, wow, that about tears. So many tears. I feel like if I was Jack and my brother Luke had disappeared without a trace and the Luke statuette in my room kept getting moved, I would have taken that hint. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm open enough to that kind of stuff. I'd be like, that's not normal and seems to be pointed Something's going on. Well, but that, so that's another thing I want to just ask because we we do this sometimes on novel predictions too. Is like, what would have been the better story? Sometimes, like we're like, how would we have fixed this? But I want to talk about like, I find it really interesting if you look at Sparrow as a secondary character. Like, yes, right. she comes into her own. She finds her her voice and her powers and yay, girl power, awesome. But at the heart of this, like mystery is this relationship between two brothers and yeah, she's just facilitating this exactly journey so i'm interested that this you know that this was the character suzanne harper told to 
decided to tell the story from rather than like it's not Jake going on this quest to find his brother and yeah, his or, new, you or know, Luke like working as hard as he can to contact his brother. Right. So I'm just, I don't know. Did you think about that at all? Or just like, I did. I actually, it was funny because once I realized that's kind of what was happening, it made me laugh because you love stories like that, where the perspective is from somebody who's less important to the actual plot it's a side character thing. Like she could be a side character, even though she right. has these powers, like she's but, really a side character in the, the story. Like what is, what's the end of the story? Exactly. Like she is this goofy spiritualist. Like you can totally see the opening of this YA novel about this brooding, sad main, what is it? Brooding YA hero, right? Is yeah. that a Twitter account? And yeah. right. Him. And then he's get partners up with this weird ass, awkward girl it's like luna lovegood esque. yes and he's girl. like fuck and then one day she's like um i can kind of talk to your brother and it just goes out from there you know it turns from this mystery thriller to something more whimsical right i don't know yeah i think it could have gone either way and i'm pretty sure the next question maybe not the next question i think the next question is why is this book from the mc's perspective it is and why are they important allison said yeah, so I think the book is from her perspective because she's she's coming, she's accepting who she is. So there's like a there's like, I feel like two plots really. Yeah. It's the Sparrow Delaney um personal acceptance plot and there's the solve the mystery, well not so much the mystery, but convince the brother that his brother is dead and, and like the reconciliation. give them some, some closure yeah. exactly. Um plot and they felt about evenly weighted, which is interesting. Yeah. I because that's just said there that. wasn't really like an A plot and a B plot. Like there was just two A plots. Yes. But it was from one perspective. Like it, we didn't right. need a dual perspective, which is really interesting. But you know, like this is one of those books, those rare books. You know how in oh God, you never read Twilight. Fuck. But in Twilight, <laughs> there was okay, well, they did it with Fifty Shades of Grey, too, where there was one book. From I didn't Del- read Fifty Shades of Grey. No, but okay, but you know about the phenomenon was my point, was that... Oh, so you're saying like the book from... From Bella's perspective, and then she told the same thing from Edward's perspective, but that book never got published because it got leaked and she went all crybaby on it, and... No, they did publish that book. No, they didn't. She only published the first five chapters. She stopped writing it because it got leaked ahead of time. Huh. I thought that they published like a, a book... That was the whole thing. They were going to, and then so then they did the same thing with Christian Grey... Um, and they did the Fifty Shades of Grey series from his perspective. Right. And then the book Grey. Yes. Did they do the whole series or did they just do the first book? I thought they, were, I thought they at least got the second book. I don't know if the third one happened, but I didn't read that series either. So I don't know. But I'm just saying this would have been one that would have been really interesting. Or a better example is Lauren Oliver's replica, which is yeah. the two clone girls, the, the, the original girl and the clone and it, you have to flip the book over, and you read from Gemma's perspective, and then from Lyra's perspective. That sounds right. And um, this would have been an interesting duology like that, right? I feel like I don't know. I would have tolerated those a dual I perspective t- at the very re- least. I would have tolerated it, but I think that I liked. I think it did well, like this way. I think it was. It worked well from this one perspective and it was interesting to have two plots 
woven into the same perspective. That's true. Now, maybe maybe it gave us less depth on um sparrow's internal monologue like we were saying earlier because we yes. had to focus on these two things happening but i can forgive that okay this is what i was thinking of i was thinking of twilight life and death do you remember that so no, that yeah. was when she flipped the genders yeah so that right. was when we got so they <laughs> i own that one too but <laughs> you would shut up but i i went and saw stephanie meyer when the host came out tattered cover hosted her fucking years ago at East High School and my friend Amanda and I bought tickets and got to go meet her and I have a signed copy of Twilight and a signed copy of The Host and I keep them just because they're signed even though the tata- even though the Twilight cover is like ripped off it's ridiculous but I also have Life and Death because that was better um so it's she flipped the genders so the female she flipped, was the vampire yeah she flipped all the genders of all the characters yep. and then she changed the ending I guess yeah but anyway, and it's better it. written because it's ten years later, and she was a better That's what writer. What we're saying is, it's like the story maybe isn't as good. No, because it's just the same story, but the writing is better. Yes, because that's why I have never read Twilight, and I'm sure Kales will make me read it someday. Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. Because like you know the story. That's true. I have seen the movie. I think that right. That Remember we makes one, it not count. Yeah, one of our rules when we started this podcast was that if the other one's seen the movie adaptation, we won't do it because we know the plot. Yeah, speaking of that, have you you've seen the Lord of the Rings movies, right? Yes, but I've never okay. read the books. My favorite right, cuz I had Lord of the Rings on my list and I was like, I don't think this actually counts because she's definitely seen the movies. Yeah. We <laughs> my I was never allowed to watch them. Um and so when I turned 15 for some reason, my family decided that we were all at an acceptable age to watch all the movies, so we even binge- though you were the oldest one. Yes, we binge-watched them one weekend. I shit you not, we all sat in my parents' bedroom and with the dogs and had popcorn and dinner and like watched all three movies over the course That's of a, a weekend. Lot. It was a lot. So I don't remember a lot of it, but I can get like I fuck up everybody's names, but <laughs> but let's just say there won't be a, a themed trivia of Lord of the Rings anytime soon. Yeah. Um, seems fair. Anyway, uh, we have one more question on this list, which is this is just really a digress away from us. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, is uh, what other thoughts do you have, and what other stories does this remind you of? You had a lot of movies, but not a lot yeah. of books. We were having trouble coming up with books. And I feel that that's books. true. I don't feel like a, this reminds me of a lot of books. No, it doesn't. I th- but I think I think Disney Channel original movie is really, like, the true. Yeah. This, that's the genre of this story. Right? That's what it feels like. And I, I, I wonder, though, too, like, I don't feel like I've read a modern one like this mm-hmm. you know the only thing I can think of that like maybe tonally is close is Heretics Anonymous with the like humor and the new classes and stuff but except for there's nothing supernatural in that book no there isn't and I was thinking about it and I was like I don't know the last time I read such a cheeky YA yeah Heretics Anonymous is is pretty cheeky and humorous which if you um, haven't fucking read Heretics Anonymous listeners you need to do it yeah, I still haven't read Doomsday it's Club. A, is that what it is? Let's call it a Doomsday. Oh, let's call it a Doomsday. It's not as good, but it's still. I still like it. Um, it's a little more depressing because end of the world. Sure. Um, but yeah, that book is super. I I would say the t- tonality of that book is similar. Um, but there's more ensemble. There's more actual build to the romance. 
Yeah. And and no, nothing supernatural about Absolutely it. Absolutely not. But I can't even think of anything that's like got this that's so Raven decom feel in YA recently. Like not within the last ten years. Not that I've read. Other I mean, than I, other mean even, I mean Allie Carter never went supernatural, but hers were all cheeky too, which I will make you read those someday. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm happy to say that it's a good one. But if you, yeah. I, I want to ask the listeners though, if the listeners have read anything like this, I would like to know because chances are I will probably like it. Yeah. So yeah, you should give us some recommendations. Yeah, because I think they're probably this. It probably exists. We just haven't haven't read it especially if it's super midlist sometimes you just don't hear about those books i know god it's you sad. know i love a good midlist though man yeah. i am such an advocate for midlists but so most of my favorite books are midlists me too like tamora pierce is super midlist and um so is gail Carriger. Mm-hmm. like they're very like not straight to paperback midlist but pretty close yeah, this one was not a straight to paperback, but it I, it just is I don't know YA has a certain like there's just mid list YA and then you have the superstars which just seems to be dwindling by the day. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it just feels like the superstars of YA seem to be shrinking. Nobody's like think, popped up through the ranks recently. I think there was just there was a few years ago there was just this really strong contingent of writers that were super popular. Yeah. And there was like 10 or 15 of them. And now it's getting like people are hyping less, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Or it might be congested. I feel like that's a conversation for a later date. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm just really glad you liked this book. And I, I know I sometimes it. it's more fun for us and our listeners when we hate the books, i.e. Tinker or Aragon. <laughs> but but I, I'm still really glad that you liked this one. And I'm happy that we could give it. A little bit of a bump and just yeah, say... Yeah, a little exposure. Yes, this one was really good. So thank you, Suzanne Harper and Collins for that book. Yay. Yay. And I'm just super glad it fucking held up. Like that, oh God, it was such a relief because there are so many books I've made you read that I'm just like, this doesn't work in this century anymore. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, what book... Do we want to talk about our next episode or do we want to talk about our November book? Let's talk about our next episode, and then we'll talk about the book. Okay. So, so <laughs> like we said um, last last time, there are three uh, publishing days for us in November. We three publish on Tuesdays. Right. We publish on Tuesdays, and there are three days in November where we should publish if we stay on that every other week schedule. So what we decided to do is give you guys a bonus episode which the last time we did this we did our predictions roulette which was super silly super fun and felt like there should have been more wine involved yeah and next time i i I predict that we will do predictions roulette again um and it will be even more insane with all the books we've read and maybe with some friends and maybe with friends we'll see anyway Mm. but this time we are not doing that no We're going to torture Kales instead. (laughs) Because at the beginning of our friendship, Allison learned something about Kales, which was... I I learned that McKaylee has never seen Hocus Pocus. Nope. The amazing Halloween classic, Hocus Pocus. I just heard a gasp around the world. (laughs) (laughs) She has never seen it. Nope. And it's 
I don't even know if you've seen like I know, know jack about. shit about it. I literally like I literally know the main actresses the the actresses that are in it, but I don't even know their names. I don't know their characters. I don't know what it's about. I can recognize the iconicness of it, but once again, I came from a very sheltered family when it came to pop culture and never watched this and then as an adult it just never came up and somehow I've avoided spoilers like how Seth has no idea how the sixth sense ends which is a, <laughs> that's an unfathomable thing to me too somehow I've just avoided this movie so what we're gonna do it's the week of Halloween we are going to watch Hocus Pocus yeah and do a predictions episode so what we're gonna do is we're gonna sit down watch the first I don't know 10 15 minutes of hocus pocus stop the movie record predictions in the moment we'll yep. probably be drinking so it will be hilarious oh we will be drinking there and there then- has to be Oktoberfest if we're doing a special october episode <laughs> and then we will finish the movie and record review at the end so it'll be one episode with both a predictions and review component yep and, and maybe about some sprinklings of reactions in between because we're gonna keep yeah, the microphone on probably we're just gonna keep the mic on while we're watching this movie and see what what happens but it's gonna be silly and awesome and i'm so excited to make mckaylee watch hocus pocus i'm so nervous <laughs> i've been trying to get her to watch this movie since we became friends it's been like three years yep four years almost that i've been every halloween i say we have to watch hocus pocus and she says okay and we never get to it nope so we're making it part of our recording schedule so there is no choice anymore yep <laughs> so that is what you have to look forward to in the last week of October. Yes, it's I, you know what honestly, I'm just excited because it'll be a girls' night. It'll be super fun, and even if I hate this movie, hopefully no one will kill me. But it's a cult classic, so I need to see what it's all about. Oh, I'm so excited! It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so. so there's one form of uh, torture for Kales, and then in November, you want to give Jeez. me some hints. November, we are reading a very short book. Thank God. Uh, yeah, I'm traveling for two weeks, so it'll be make life a lot easier for me. And I get to spend time with her dog. Yes. Um, a very short book. It is less than 200 pages. What the fuck? That's it like, is, that's super short. I know. It is science fiction. Is it a graphic novel? No. Oh. It is science fiction. It was published. Let me give you a date. I have it up it was originally published in 1979. What the? What? Oh, my God. Are you making me read Ender's Game? No. Oh. I don't know. Uh, and it was made into a movie in the early 2000s. Are we sure it's not Ender's Game? <laughs> yes. Those, I, I agree that those all seem very similar, but it's not Ender's Game. You got anything? Uh, what's the one with Natalie Portman that just came out? It didn't just come out. And two thousand, it came out a little while ago. Um, 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 not. I don't know. Ascension. No. Oh. (laughs) With the one with the weird green and white cover. No. Okay. No. Um. Uh, You're talking about Annihilation. That's it. That is that does fit a lot of these parameters except for the publishing. I just had really two. That is true. It does not fit. That it's not 1973. War of no. That's two. That's the 70s. He was H.G. Wells was 1800s. Fuck me. Um, I also have read War of the Worlds and Time Machines, so don't give me those. Um, I haven't. You could give them to me. Yeah, no, they're kind of boring. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. What is it? I feel like I had some really good guesses there, though. 
Okay, so in November, we are going to read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh my god, this is perfect! <laughs> oh my god, yes! By I've one never, Douglas Adams. I've never read this book and I've always wanted to. This is so smart. Good pick. Good job. Yeah, it is It is 193 pages long. I guess I never knew that book was so short. I guess I've always seen it in like the compilation where it's like all four of the books yeah, together. They bind all four or five of them together in the ultimate Hitchhiker's Guide. But this is just the first one. We're not reading the ultimate. That's insane. We're reading the first original Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy number one. Oh my God. This is, I am so nervous and so excited all at the same time <laughs> because now I feel like I can be like a true nerd. Because like, yeah. I, I just feel like I've every time someone I tell someone I've never read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I get a hole punched in my nerd card, and it just well, and like you've is never seen the movie either. No, I haven't. Blows my <laughs> mind. Everybody said it was terrible. I don't know. I thought, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. I can't maybe. Isn't make Jeff, Jeremy Irons opinion. the mentor? And that was no, he's not. No, that's Aragon. <laughs> no, I know, but I was gonna say I thought he was the mentor in that one too. So it's no, gonna but, be like, um, oh. The, Oh, fuck. What's the guy's name? The Sherlock's companion. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman is the main character in that movie. Ha! Yes! So anyway, we're reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And you should join our Goodreads book club and uh, post with us and talk to us about your predictions for Hitchhiker's Guide. Because I'm probably the only person who's never read it now. But in case you haven't, <laughs> um, you can join us for that or let us know what you thought of Sparrow Delaney. Um, it keeps you updated on what we're reading. Allison did a great job creating it. And we're super excited to kind of have this archive now of the yeah. books we read now that we've been doing this for over a year. And we have... Some really amazing followers um, who follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Novel Prediction. And now you can join our Goodreads book club as well. Yes. And you have to request to be a member, but there's no like mean questions or anything. I just made it. It's just more fun that way. So um, request to be a member and join in. And if you make predictions, come and tell us about them. If you have a comment about how terrible my predictions or how terrible Kale's predictions are, come and make that comment. I'm going to post another when we publish this one, I'll post another spoiler-filled thread so wow. people can t- talk about the review of the book. Um, but, yeah, and it's a good way to stay updated with us. So yes. please follow us there. Um, please go ahead and give us a review and subscribe if you would love to. It would be awesome. We really um, appreciate it. it. You know, everyone and their mother, and a, this in this case, Allison's father-in-law, have a podcast, and we just yep. really – appreciate the time that you guys take to listen we know that you have a lot of choices when it comes to your podcasting listening (laughs) so we appreciate that you choose novel predictions um there's some airline commercial i'm mocking there but anyway um i really appreciate it this was super fun i'm just so glad yay that we found a book now i can torture you come december or january deciding if we take a break or not so yeah yeah you'll i'm sure have fun destroying me in the next one but it's my turn this time and we'll see how you like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy fuck man i just don't it's got even a really know. good audiobook it is there's an audiobook yeah and it's yes. only like five hours long yes oh my so. god my my commutes are gonna be great <laughs> all right okay i'm so, kales and i'm allison keep making novel predictions bye, bye.